Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for everybody here today, God. We for the, the remnant, God. We thank you for children. God, we thank you for true love, Father God. For true love that lays down its life. Truth, true love that lays down its life for its brother. True love that lays down popularity to please you, God. To try to protect your holy words, God. Your holy spirit. Protect your sanctity of, of the authenticity of, authentic of the word of God. Its fullness. You, you... You brought it forth, God, not the way man wants to change, the way you breathed it out, Father, rightly dividing it by the Holy Spirit, not by the select man or popularity of man, but by the Holy Spirit. Father God, the spirit of truth is in us and guides us to all truth. Father, we bless all those that persecute us, and we thank you, Lord, that blessed are those that are persecuted for righteous sake, for there is the of God. Father, we thank you, God. And the guy was talking about script, the script, he thinks I, was, I had a script memorized. Let the, the whole council, the whole Bible be our daily script. That everyone thinks we, we, we memorize the script because the word of God will just come out of us like a, with truth that will, will, will make them even they cannot even talk about. It. Because we start to tell our opinion or what we think, it doesn't matter. But when the word of God is spoken, whether they like it or not, they cannot argue with it. The, the truth fights for itself. Truth doesn't need our help. It stands on its own. It'll be with us till the end. The truth is the door to life. And we just need to obey God and stand for it. Because the enemy wants to water us down. The enemy wants to to tell, make us confuse uh, the truth with the Father's heart. There's no stopping it. So Father, we thank you, Holy Spirit, the word that's coming today, God. We ask breathe upon us, breathe upon our hearts, upon this house, God, breathe church. Forgive us for our trespass, God, forgive us brothers and sisters that are allowing um, their eyes to be covered by the enemy and everything shall manifest thank you lord for revelation to be manifesting time in jesus name. today's message is called strength upon you and i'm going to be preaching from starting in judges chapter 13 it's kind of the story of samson but the revelation that god is this samson is like the church and the church is called to help the world, to deliver people out of the world and from the world. The world considers to be like the Philistines, the Egyptians, the anyone that was against God, and all the different nations that you know that they would fight, the, the mites, all the mites, and all those different things. Well, the enemies of God, and now it's there's one enemy in the spirit in the kingdom of God. Now it's the devil, and he's 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 Baal, and he's the god of a thousand faces of every false religion. It's the devil. Every false teaching, it's the devil. And whatever, so there's so many things to choose from from the devil, but there's only one Jesus. There's only one truth, and there's only one way. And when we when we begin to get a grasp that there's only one way, and there's only one way that the church is going to make it, is to, to be connected to the Holy Spirit, be connected to the body of Christ, be connected with 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 Jesus, the head, the cornerstone of the church. Judges 13. I'm going to only read a little here and there, and then I've read it. And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them unto the hands of the Philistines. Do you think for 40 years, God, God will deliver Christians over to the... He said it to um, Paul. He said, turn that one over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh that his spirit might be saved. It's the turning over to the devil that might make you turn back. It's the condemnation that comes on that you cannot stand it. So it might be the, the biggest blessing in your life. Being turned over to a reprobate mind is not a blessing. That's that is that's the, and he turns. He also puts a strong delusion on those that love not truth. He says God does it, so we need to you know, humble ourselves and want to know God in the depths of his heart. Don't care. What, it doesn't matter what's popular. And as I said before, Balaam has lots of money because it sells the anointing, sells it sells itself, and they get a lot of money and they promote themselves. They're allowed to get into a lot of ears. It's the way the devil works. Compromise. 
And there was a certain man called Zorah in the family of, of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and bare not. And the angel of the Lord appeared, just remember, Jesus and Mary, and the angel appeared to Mary, so you don't have a deliverer or something. Well, this angel came to this woman and said, you will conceive and bear a son. And beware that I pray thee, and drink not wine, nor strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing. For lo, he shall conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come to his head. For the child, call, shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb, and shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistine. And we are, when we become part of Christ's body, we are to help God or be part of his delivering people out of the world. Not to... Bring them to say a prayer or convince them to come to a building. To bring them out of the world. To help one another to abstain from the temptations that blind us, that lead us, and that gets us into combination or gets us lukewarmness or gets us into um, lasciviousness or whatever it is. I'm going to show a lot of little revelations here and there and use them as what's as today. The whole Bible is for now. Back then, it was for then. In Jesus' time, when he spoke, it was now. Every time we open this book and the Holy Spirit has unction on it, it's for now. No matter when it was written. 4,000 years ago, whatever, whatever, it's for now. Because the Spirit is alive. And you can't say, oh, that was good. Because everything that was written for was for now. And everything that was was for now was for... Everything is is in the Word is all to reveal and glorify God and to give us direction for our lives and show us and then his spirit is there to bear witness for whatever is true so we don't need any man we just need someone to yield to God and just let him use the problem is everybody wants the holy with flesh or the spirit and flesh the spirit yield the flesh yields to the spirit and the spirit takes over conceive a son and no razor to his head and shall she be Nazarite and deliver the people and the woman came and told her husband saying a man came to me unto me and countenance was like the countenance of an angel of God he was very very terrible and but I asked and I asked him not whence he was and neither he told me his but said unto me, Behold, thou shalt conceive and bear a son. He shall not drink wine, nor strong drink, neither eat unclean thing. For the child shall be a Nazarite unto God in the womb. Now, when we come and we're born again, we're supposed to no longer drink of the cares of the world, drunk things of the world. There's all in the scripture. And we're not, we're, we're supposed to be um, transformed into holiness. Why? Because so God can't, cannot be overtaken Satan. Because God knows he already has us. So we see that. Um, and touch any unclean thing. And in Second Corinthians chapter six, it says, "Come out from among them. Touch not the unclean thing." And God receives. God's ready to receive us all the time. But he doesn't receive us, but by the blood of Jesus, He receives everybody. But if we continue consciously to do these things, it's not because it's like don't do this and don't do that. It's more like do you understand? Then Satan begins to have dominion in your mind, your heart, and in your body, and you begin to. Be pulled over to flesh instead of led by the Son of God. God didn't say that everyone that said a prayer are the sons of God. He said everyone who um, walks in the Spirit, walks after the Spirit of God, is the Son of God. Not everyone that says prayer. So our job continuously is to walk after the Spirit. And we are here as a whole to help one another walk in the Spirit. And that's why sometimes we're doing things. Hey, brother, the flesh. It's a joke thing, but it's like, those are good things because we are. And, 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 and basically why? Because in the flesh is no good thing. So, Jesus was the only perfect one that walked the flesh. But he gave us a, a way to walk in the spirit. Will we not fill the lust of flesh? So, this angel came to her and basically, and you can say that he was a shadow of Christ because he had all power and he had, you know, the, the, the strength of God and he was anointed. But Samson was anointed and the church is supposed to be anointed. Jesus Christ is the anointed one. 
And now we are his anointed. Because it says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me, Jesus was saying about himself, to preach the gospel, heal the sick, and to set at liberty them. And all those things he said, set hearts free and recovery sight to the blind. And then now he says that we are his anointed ones. So we have to abstain from being taken over by the things of the world and all the avenues that it does. Even though we're in the world, we need to know that we need not to receive them, to let them be sown in our minds and in our hearts so they can get roots and, and, and start to, to grow. Although they come in, everything comes in, we need to cast it down and submit it to the Word of God. Now nobody's perfect. Sometimes something will come in. So God's taken us to the fire that we can burn out our desire to even want that thing that came to even be there. So we become dead to the flesh, but we're alive to Christ. It means we're not, we're walking dead to things that hold us and bind us back, which are the temptations and the lust of the world and the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, and all the things that the devil operates from his high dominion and over the seven mountains of this world. So we're in the world, but we're not too, just like Daniel, right in the king, right there in the palace. But he's like, I'm not going to do what they do. I'm not going to eat the things they, they eat. I'm not going to drink what they drink. And But I'm going to get favor anyway because of what I stand for. And what I stand for, I actually walk uh, I actually walk it out, and that really makes people mad, but it also makes people take notice. But today we have the church, as it's written in the Bible, it's all over there what's going on. And, people that, and then when you try to say that's what it is, and this is what it is, people freak out. But it's like, God says he's going to raise up a people, and there are 7,000 that are not going to bow their knee to bell that are going to, and then more. There's no, the church, if he doesn't, if there's not people like you, me, and other people, then the church never be able to get its power back and have a great revival and have the latter rain come down. So it's the truth of the gospel that gets preached, that breaks open the heaven, that actually makes the church and the bones come alive again, and, and like in Ezekiel, and then we have compromising brothers and sisters so far being used by Satan to bring confusion to the body of Christ. So they're actually, say they're for, for Jesus, but they're actually against them. They want unity in the flesh. That's where the ecumenism comes in. You're going to have all these religions. You have, now you have leaders that were anointed for, but allowed themselves to kiss Baal or sleep with Jezebel or, uh, or Delilah. And now they're a little different. And they, they're getting this... Um, this false sense of, of, of the love of God because of the pool of being um, liked, um, being um, accepted by everyone. Then the mindset means I have to be accepted by the world. The Bible clearly says everywhere that the world will hate you because they hate you first. Their agenda is let's get the world to like us too. Then they'll, they'll see how cool Jesus is and they'll just come along. Yeah, they're all going to come along with the cool Jesus, but it's not the one that transforms them. And then all of a sudden they become, and, and then accept all these different it's it's a, it's a seducing, it's a blinding of the truth that it ends up people fall away because they love not the truth. And Jesus is the truth. So they're really saying they really don't love Jesus because he said, if you love me, you obey me and keep my commandments. So it all goes together in the book, but they don't hear that. Like, what is commandments? Greatest commandment is love. So they the devil tricks them in their minds saying, greatest commandment is love. We just want to love. We're just loving and hugging everybody. And it's just a love fest. You know, we're being the poor and doing all that. But he didn't say, he said, well, you've done it to the least of you done it to me. That's one of the one of the fruits of walking the truth. Because if you do that, though, and you don't love the truth, you can do that all day. And so does the world in some issues. So does the, I mean, next thing you know, five years down the road, you'll be you'll be feeding the, the, the poor and, and clothing naked in Africa and everywhere. And also, you'll be there picketing for dead tur uh, turtle eggs in time. Because it's it's a spirit of humanity. But you need the righteous and the truth to do it rightly for the glory of God. Because it all ends up to be for the glory of man if it's not done by the Spirit of God. Judges 14. And Samson went down and saw the woman 
Timoth of the daughters of the Philistine came up and told the father, his father and his mother, and said, I have seen a woman in the daughters of the Philistines. Now therefore get her to be my wife. And what is it? Um, pastors, lust of the eyes. He saw something. He knew, first of all, he, I don't even know the depths of the Nazarene vow because I'm not a theologian or whatever, but it's basically separate yourself unto the Lord. Talk. Who even knows what he's allowed to do? even be with a woman, period. I don't even, I'm not going to get into that point, but it was the lust of the eyes that's what he wanted, what he wanted. And that's what we have all around in church. It's what the, what, what does the pastor, what does, what does the, what does man want instead of what does the Bible say God wants us to want? It says, what does God want us to want? That's what we need to learn to want to want. Not just what we want to want. Because if we get what we want, we'll get that maybe and something else which, and, and lose the, the favor of the Lord and the anointing. So he said to the daughters and the brother among the people, Thou goest and take a wife of the unsubstantial. And Samson said to his father, Get her for me, and she pleased me well. And he went down and talked to the woman, and she pleased Samson well. Then it goes to chapter 15 that Samson tied up the foxes, and they ran, and he burned uh, 300 foxes, and they burned up all the corn and the olive, olive trees, and then and the corn and the vineyards, um, the olive vineyards. Then next he slew 1,000 um, Philistines with a jawbone. Of a, I'll use a nice word, a donkey, and um, so and uh, the jawbone of a donkey, he slew. So you know these Philistines are like, and that that was the Samson that God before he. That was the Samson that God. That's you and me that that we have the power and the strength to do and to stand up against anything the devil throws, unless we begin to put our eyes on things and receive things. And say things are okay when God says they're not okay. When we be, begin to fornicate with other spirits, the spirit of the age. So Delilah actually represents the devil, but she actually represents the spirits that the devil operate in. Because it's what the, his flesh desired. So we got to learn to say, we don't want what our flesh desires. We want what the Bible says so God can protect us. So we can have the authentic joy of the Lord. Not the pleasures for a minute where condemnation comes after we know we messed up. Because that is not fun. It's because, and God made it that way. He would take all of our fleshly pleasures away and we had robots again. But he let that be so we can, we can be a living sacrifice. And that we can say that we love God no matter how hard it gets or how tough things get. And even and then, but then we have the cross to do mess up. You see, that's a good thing. We're not, we can mess up seven times a day, but it's about the heart. But when we decide to take Delilah and, as a wife, I mean, this wasn't something he, he hit off and said, Oh God, don't take my anointing. He began to not think of what he was born to do. Samson began to just think of what would please him. Pastors aren't doing anymore. Leaders aren't doing anymore in churches what they're born to do anymore. They're ended up doing what, what feels good, what's good for the people, what's good for now and, and and calling it holiness or calling it the truth and it's not so that if you see this whole shadow uh, so samson's the shadow of all the leaders in the church that are anointed to lead people out of the world out of darkness out of dead works out of tradition and religion or do they just go where the people are and become just like them so samson went to uh, chapter 16 and samson saw to gaza and saw there in a harlot and i would say god said say say and saw the world and went into it unto her. And it was told that the Gazites saying, Samson has come hither, and they compassed him and laid wait on him at night, and the gate of the city were quiet all night, saying in the morning, then in the day he shall kill him. And Samson lay till midnight, and arose at midnight, and took the doors of the gate of the city and the two posts, and went away with them. He just ripped the whole thing off. 
God will say how much power we really have. The devil really can't do nothing unless we give in. Unless we begin to tell him our secrets. See what will be coming up in this message. Samson began to, you know, get really close. You know, how close are we? How how much we have saying? How much um, can I do in grace? You know, people ask us like, well, where is you know the grace of God? You know, we can how how close to the edge can we get without falling over? You know, and that's basically what Samson. You know, he played with her a little bit, but you know what? Eventually, you play with the devil too long, he will get a hold of you, and he is out to kill us, and he's out to take. He doesn't want, especially if you have if you're called to be a deliverer. And all of us, at one aspect or another, are called to be a deliverer, whether it be someone in your family, someone at your job, or yourself. You're called to be a deliverer. And he said, saying in the morning, and he says, and he carried them up to the top of Hebron, and it come to pass afterward that he loved a woman in the valley. Funny that says in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. And it came to pass, he loved her. What did Jesus say? If you love the world and the things of the world, then the love of the Father is not in you. Samson, if you love Delilah, you're turning your back on Israel. That's our enemy. If you love the devil, you end up turning your back on God. You don't actually love him or worship, but when you begin to allow him to to rule your life, when you begin to allow the devil to, to direct your path, then one thing, it's unbelief because of the power of God that you know you have and your eyes have been open at one time. The second thing is, is you love yourself. And God said, what greater love is it than we lay down our self for someone else that can't get For our neighbor, the lost, or whatever. Help, because the Satan's job is to get everybody to love Delilah. God's job is to say, touch not the unclean and I will receive you. So what is the unclean? All of us have them. All of us have that thing that we say no Everyone had their thing before they hit Christ. It was this, some was that. And the world would say, it's my crutch. And we would say, it's my, my handcuffs. The Lord of the Philistines came unto her and said unto him, and said unto her, Now the Lord of that, or the devil, and tells his demonic spirits, entice, entice. It says unto entice and see where his strength. Go hang out. Go home with him. Go to the club. Go home. Take this home. Let him live in your house. Let him know all about you. Let him know what you like to do on the computer. Let him know just all every button to push. What what what? Right? If you're if you're in the glory, that the, the devil won't be able to see. If you're hidden in the cleft of the rock, if you're hidden in Christ. What the hiding secret place is? Walk in the spirit. And he said, "Where in where is strength lies?" So where was the devil will act like he's your friend. He will act like. He's going to help. He will act like this is what you need right now. The devil, just like Adam and Eve in the garden, came to Eve. He will act like this is better than what God has. It's called Tim. He's the master of Tim. No temptation to overtake a man that's not common to man. But when man is drawn away by the lust, then sin is conceived. And then, so the temptation is supposed, don't say everyone is supposed to be tempted. But God is teaching us how to endure temptation and not give in. And as we grow in Christ, we all of us do give in. He teaches us. And that's why the, the awesome thing about grace and crosses, we go right there and boldly go to the grace. But we're leaders of church and we're already walking the wrong way. And we decide to camp out in the Philistines and the devil's beating up all day. And you say this is how, how it's supposed to We live in the world. It's supposed to be like the world. We're just going to, you know, we got to and call that light. Samson wasn't being light. He was being lustful. And where the strength lies, by the means you prevail against him and bind him and afflict him. That's what Satan does all the time. He'll bind you and you don't want to call your brother or sister. And then he'll afflict you. He'll afflict you. He'll afflict you. He'll afflict you in your mind. He'll afflict you in your body. He'll afflict you if you let him. You need to get him out. And it comes submitting yourself to the Word of God and the power of God. And unbelief will get you afflicted. Fear will get you afflicted. 
but we have the cross. There's no dead end, and the grace is every day. That's no problem, but we got to learn to train ourselves, and we got to say, how many times are you going to go? You know, eventually, you can lose your sight. If you lose your vision, where are you going to go from? Wherever it leads you. You don't know where you're going, right? What do they do to Samson? Are you going to see them? Pluck his eyes out. That was the first thing they did, so he can't see where he's doing. They can mock him. Then the devil starts mocking. Then you can't preach anymore. You can't do anything anymore because you don't want to be a hypocrite. And you know, hey, the boldness goes because even though you're righteous in Christ Jesus, you feel condemnation. So who am I then? You know, and that's what he wants. That's all he wants to do is shut your mouth. He wanted to take Samson's strength so he would not afflict the Philistines, Philistines anymore. He became the afflicted. All because he, he took the entrapment, the enticements of Satan. So... So the Lord of the Philistines came to, to send and entice him, afflict him, and he will give thee everyone uh, eleven, and, and he's like, and we'll pay you for it. The devil's paying all kinds of pre caveat. Believe me, there's a bless, there's there's false blessings that the devil will do. I mean, hirelings get paid. Eventually, they wanted to pay Balaam to curse the church. He was supposed to be working for God, but there's people that are supposed to be working for God that are actually cursing God's elect, cursing people that are standing up to judging unjudge, unrighteously. And Delilah said to Sam, "Tell me." So, what did he be? How many pastors, leaders, false doctrine, they start to get in relationship with unclears? So Delilah said to Samson, "Tell me, I pray thee, within thy great strength lies." So now he's busy getting in a relationship with her. And Samson said, uh, see, he didn't see her as the enemy. He saw her as something he wanted. See, that's what's going on in the church with pastors and leaders celebrating Halloween. and that type. They don't not see it as the enemy. They're seeing it as something they want to do. So you need to start seeing things as God sees them. If you don't see things God sees them, then you're never going to see rightly. If you've got to see, and you can't do that without the Word of God. And Samson said to her, If they bind me, and seven greens, so he started them on, I'm going to go down. And they did that, and then they came, and he busted out, and ha uh, He started playing games. Some of us, that's what pride does. Some of us think that we can play games all the time with the devil, and eventually we're not going to get tripped up. Oh, God loves me. I'm, you know, I'm, he saved me. Yeah, but he doesn't want to see you dragged around town by the devil. He wants to use you glory for his glory. And the Lord, of the field, and then, and then, let's go to the next one. And then Elias is saying, Behold, you have mocked me. And told me lies. Now I tell thee. See, first of all, he had no business even hanging out with them. With with her, period. She was from the enemies. And he knew that. See, he wasn't... He wanted it. And he has such strength and power and anointing. All the people that... Is even his mother and father. He, he had power over them. And got them to do what he wanted to do. And not what God wanted him to do. And Delilah said to Samson, Behold, you mocked me. Neither therefore took... Then he told him something else to do. And then she took the ropes and Philistines and again, happened again. And the liar... There were liars in the way... They're, they're lying away in the chambers and he broke his arms and threads. And Delilah said to Samson, You have mocked me. Told me lies. He did it again. Thou mightst go bound and set under her if thou weavest seven locks of my head in a web. See, now the strength was in his hair. And now he's even getting... It's like this... You're playing with your kids or you hid something. You're getting warmer. He's like playing games like that. You know, now he's like even getting them near his hair. Right here, it's like do this with the hair. So he's like, if you put it up in a pin and, and fasten it with a pin and da-da-da-da. And, and, and he awoke out of sleep. And when he went away with the pin, the beam was in a web. And can't say thee and thy heart is not with me. They mocked me these three times and now told me where you're split. Now she's like, come on, you're playing games three times. And Samson's fallen in love with Delilah. So eventually, when you fall in love with something, begin give it your heart. You can give it your trust. That's why God says, love me. 
with all your heart, mind, body, and soul. Love not the world, things of the world, because if you love things of the world, then the love of the Father is not in me, because you can't be double-minded and love the world and love me, and how can one serve two masters? So basically, this is the story of Samson. It's like, he loved that, but although, and he's now so full of pride, it's like he thinks he's God, he can do whatever he wants. Obviously, that's what's going on. And then he finally gets to, um, he, she gets him to tell him what it was. Like, how dumb. Knowing that every time they were coming to bind him up, eventually we give our strength over the devil. The Bible also says, and we'll get into that, the joy of the Lord is our strength. So we see here, that it came to pass, that pressed him daily, the words, and urged his soul was vexed unto death, that he told her all his heart. He started to open up, reveal secrets to the enemy, not to God, to the enemy. There has not come a razor on my head, and I have made been a Nazarene from my mother's womb. And if I be shaven, then a strength will go from me, but I shall become weak. But if I be like, and be like any other man. And Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, and she sent and called the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come at once, he has showed me his heart. Come at once, he finally showed me his heart. Say, it's like, we got, her, we got him now, we got her now, we have their heart. It says, love God with all your heart. Not So she won his heart by lust, not by love. Return love to him. But he began not even to discern what she was up to because that, that, that infatuation he had in his flesh took over his anointing. And he said, and, 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 and they made him sleep on his knees and she called the man and caused him to shave a seven locks and said, it's funny, it was seven locks. Seven is the number of completion. Seven is the number of the church. Seven is the number of God. And he began to afflict him, and strength went from him. And they set upon him, and awoke him. And God said, that's where most of the church is right now. They have no strength, no power, no anointing, because they've given over to the world. And then preachers come and try to preach the gospel, about the, the pure gospel that everywhere in this Bible is to separate from, from the world and all the things. And they try to bring in doctrines with uh, the elections with Hollywood with this I think God's so concerned about what's going on in the seven mountains when he's concerned about the lost souls and then this is Satan giving them their little Delilahs whether it's your football whether it's your your uh, um uh, movies and all the things that he tempts them with, they take that and, and, and indoctrinate it into their walk, but it grieves the Holy Spirit, which starts to take the anointing and take the sight of, of what the sight of the Lord. And he is not, the devil is not slack, but he will not pluck whoever he can out when he, we need to be on our time to be ready, to be standing, or else. Because once you're blind, you, you don't know you're in the sense of the Spirit, you don't really know you're blind because you see you're seeing naturally, you're not seeing what God wants to show you anymore. So, in the sense, in the Spirit, you're spiritually discernment goes down the tubes and you come uh, blinded in a spiritual realm you fall in a ditch and you start to follow blind leaders instead of leaders of sight because then you get a different concept of who and what Jesus how and how he rolled and what he acts like and because he doesn't do nothing apart from his word but you can't see the word anymore because you're blind and when you're blind you can't see the word so then you follow people that look have a good performance, are very spiritual. They look like they play the part, and they got it all together on the outside, but spiritually, they've gotten their eyes plucked out by the enemy. So, he said, the Philistines took him and put out his eyes, and brought him down to Gaza, and bound with feathers and brass, and he did grind in prison, in prison house, put him to hard labor. Some of you in hard labor in the spirit, you have no joy, no peace. You have not, you don't have the peace, joy, and righteousness that God had, and, and the Selah of Christ in your life, because you're, you've been, uh, now Satan has you working hard, all, being tormented, all these different things just because you're uh, um, allowing Delilah to come in your house, allowing Delilah to, to be with you. 
And he said, and he began to grow after he was shaven. And, and it said to the, um, and the lords of the Philistine gathered together to offer a great sacrifice unto Dagon their God, unto Dagon their God, and to rejoice. For they said, our God has delivered Samson. And when the world starts to see, when the mark of the beast comes out, and the biggest thought is, and the mark of the beast comes out, and we're getting our heads chopped off, or this is happening, that's happening, and they're going to say, oh, the God of the world has delivered these rotten Christians over us, but all they have been wrong because that's the victory. They're going to think that they're winning. They're going to think that we're the enemy and because of deception. Because the word is no longer light to the feet because they're blind. And rejoice, he said, for our God, little G, has delivered Samson, our enemy, into your hand. We are the enemy of the world. So if we begin to walk like the world, talk like the world, and fornicate with the world, then... We're saying, I love Delilah. Father, bring Delilah to me. God will give you what you want. He does it because if he didn't, then he'd be a troller or a um, tyrant. And then he, that's not what he wanted. He wanted people that would give everything they can, knowing the truth, no matter how much temptation. But the good thing is we do have cross. So the minute we fall, we have the cross. But God says, I don't want you to live from the communion table to the table of devils to the, like a crazy double-minded man, being unstable, receiving nothing from God. But I want you to live in the joy, peace, and the righteousness that I shed my blood for you to have. And when you don't, it grieves because he loves you. And then, so this is what we're supposed to be preaching. Everyone in the Bible has a message of come out of whatever's binding and go to Jesus. But we began to get a gospel of our own thinking, our own mind, or our own liking, and infiltrate it in, and it becomes false love. And begin to tell people that Jesus is like this, and then that's actually causing the division because there's there's people that are in Christ are saying no, and we're not going to accept that kind of compromise with the Word of God. And they demonize those that want to walk into God and say that they're radical, say that they're just overzealous. You're, you're going to scare people away. Whatever the accusation might be, and turn around and call, call you that are right with God, the accuser of the brother, when the brother is sleeping with Delilah. And it came to pass in the hearts he married them and said, Call Samson and make us forth. So they, they called him out once in a while. You know, it's like getting that... Uh, or, you know, something happened. You know, it's like you, you got that and you bring it out once in a while to remember what, you know, they do that with statues, big old, you know, make a sport of a mockery. They went and did that that one day. And what had happened is in the prison house and made a sport of him, but see what they didn't realize is his hair began to grow back so that his hair was in the strength. So God actually put him in a place and I believe the church is in a place like that where they're going to get the power back and they're going to wake up and God's going to give them one, us one last final before Jesus comes back. The church is going to have one last um, mighty show of power as Samson being representative of the church in a whole. But there's not everyone that's been like him, but it's in a whole because God's always really concerned about the whole bride, not just the one. He, lo- he wants all of his bride to, to be able to sit at, at the marriage of the Lamb. So then Samson's hair grew back. Although he was blind, his strength came back to him. And he ended up destroying like 3,000 Philistines in one afternoon and died with it. And died with that. Now the house was full of men and women, and the Lord's Phil- and the Philistines were there. And there was three thousand men and women. And Samson made sport. And Samson called unto the Lord and said, "Lord, remember me." Some of us have said, "Lord, remember me. Forgive me. Deliver me." 
pray for thee. Once again, oh God, the church needs to do this. The church needs to call out. The church needs to say, deliver us from the Philistines. God can even restore the sight. This is just something to have this guy. But God will get restore the sight of the church. Because once you're one with Jesus again, he is our sight. He is the light of our eye. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars in the house and stood, in which was born in his right hand and on his left hand. And Samson let me die with the Philistines and bowed himself and all his might and the house fell. And I believe God is using men and women like Samson that actually are going to the house of Dagon's coming down, and it's the house of idols, and it's the house of the enemy that calls itself the house of God. But it's not the house of God; it's the house of devils. It's Delilah's house, and 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 it's coming down because the the tabernacle of David's being raised up, and those that have a spirit of David that. Or will worship God with in spirit and in truth, and no matter not about being perfect, they're striving to stay with Him. I'm not striving to be saved. I'm not talking about striving to be holy. I'm talking about striving, not striving to bear fruit. Striving, no matter what they do, they're going to abstain from the temptations. They're going to learn how to not be tempted anymore. They're going to cry out to God and say, God, this area I'm weak in, I can't take it anymore. And in that, build such a relationship and trust with God that they're not going to be able to be taken out by Delilah anymore. And Samson said, I'll die with them. God says, if you keep playing with fire, what? Eventually you get burned. The world knows that saying. Keep the vision. Proverbs 29, 13, 18 says, The poor and deceitful man meet together, and the Lord lights both their eyes. The king that is faithful judges the poor. His throne shall be established forever. The rod and reproof and give wisdom, but the child left to himself bringeth his mother shame. When the wicked are multiplied, transgressions increase. But when the righteous see their see, the righteous shall see their fall. Correct thy son, and he shall give thee rest. You, yea, he shall give delight unto thy soul. Wherefore there is no vision, thy people perish. Where there is no vision, thy people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Habakkuk 2 talks about that, about the um, vision. Because well, God took me somewhere. We all have, you know, God has a vision. And we have visions for our family, you know, vision one, right? We got the, but there is a heavenly vision that Paul had and he fulfilled. But there is a vision. God has a vision. The whole book of Revelation is a vision. The whole Bible is a vision. And it's been written. And it says this in Habakkuk 2. It says, I will stand upon my watch and I'll set up the tower and I'll watch and see what will they say unto me. And I shall answer them and and, and reprove. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision. All these people wrote the vision. Write the vision and make it plain on the tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it. Though Jesus tarry, wait for him. What does waiting mean? You're st- when you wait tables, you're waiting on the Lord. And if you wait tables, you pay attention to the, to the, to the, to the person that you're waiting on. And very rich people, I believe Jesus is the richest person that ever walked the earth, is they would have people standing right back there. The guy at the table rings the bell or whatever, and they're waiting on him. What is it? Okay, oh, you need some socks. And you wait. Oh, he wants a drink. So this is called ministering to the Lord. So you're, you're, you're ministering to the Lord while you're waiting, but you're watching, right? You're watching. If he gets up, you run over there and you... But when he gets up, if you're watching and waiting, and he gets up, when he really gets up, when he gets off the throne on the right hand of God, if you're really waiting, you're going to see him get up and you're going to know it's over. 
So those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up like wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, they sh- and they shall not faint. Those that wait upon the Lord. Everyone's like, I'm just waiting, doing no. And, and you're not waiting when you're sleeping with You're waiting when you're waiting on the Lord. Some of you wait tables before. You know exactly what. If you forget, go out back and have a cigarette and whatever, and you forget that one table that you thought was gone, and only come back. Well... That, that is like, they wanted their check 10 minutes ago. And, you know, we don't want to upset the Lord because he's running, had got to go find us everywhere where we're doing something, Delilah. And he has to pull us out of the hurt, you know, because he loves us. He's going to go after the, and run after when you turn around again. But, right, but if you're right there waiting, you don't miss a thing. And you get a better tip. So there's always rewards in waiting. Amen? So Nehemiah, and we'll close. Nehemiah 8, 1 through 10. And the people gathered themselves together as one man into the streets before the water and the gates. And Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded Israel. I know I can, can, can stop right there, but I just thought this is so, because there's so much in that Samson thing about the church. It's like, what is, going back to that, I just don't want to go over it so fast. What is the vision? The word of God. The law. He said, right? The law. It says, man does not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So if we get that, understand that, and understand that, and you know what? God will even make you think you're doing everything wrong when even you might not be, just to be humble. He knows how to keep those that are His. He knows how. But there is no way when we are got one foot with Delilah half the time that we're really going to be able to be secured in Christ. In Nehemiah and 8-2 now, And the law before the congregation, both men and women, all could hear with understanding. Upon the first day of the seventh month, and, and read therein, before the street and the water gate, in the morning until midday. And the men and women, and those that could understand, and the ears of the people were attentive unto the book of the law. And Ezra the scribe stood on the pulpit of wood, which he had made for the purpose. And besides him, and Mattahiah, and Shema, and Aniah, and Urijah, and Hilkiah, and Messiah, in the right hand, and on his left hand, and Pido. Okay, I'm going to skip all the And Ezra opened the book. Everybody say, open the book. In the sight of all the people. Just like a preacher. He's standing at a, a wood, and he opened the book. For he was above all the people. And when, means, he's not saying above, people higher. So. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. And maybe that's why in religion, you know, oh, we're reading the word, they all, everybody stand up anyway. No, I'm serious. <laughs> and they opened and they stood up. And Ezra blessed the Lord and the great and all the people answered, Amen, with lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads. And they worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. And Jezra, Benan, okay, all the names, and then, and the people, and the Levites caused the people. This is what the priest, this is what the fivefold ministers, this is what our job is to let, to cause the people to understand the Word of God. Not to motivate them, not to teach them how to get a blessing, to teach them the Word of God, which is the living bread, which is Christ. And put the fire of God into people. Put the fear of the Lord into people by the unction, by the Holy Spirit in them. By the Word of God. Not by witchcraft. By knowing Jesus and seeing He does what He says and He says what He does. Not a God that's dead. So they read it in the book of the law and distinctly they gave, gave Him the sense and caused Him to understand the reading. And Nehemiah, which was a Tezra and the high priest and the scribe and the Levites of the people. And the day of the holy day of the Lord your God. More not are we, for the people wept when they heard the words of the law. 
Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat fat, drink the sweet. See, they were where they were supposed to be. They had their heart on God. They, whether that could be as religious as it looks, but there was, there was, when they made the word of God, number one, then God said, eat the sweet, eat the fat. And the people, on the day of the holy unto the Lord God mourned, for the people wept. And he said unto them, Go thy way, eat the feet, eat, eat, eat the fat, eat, drink the sweet, and send portions unto them who nothing is prepared. For the day, for this day is holy unto the Lord, neither be you sorry. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. Say that. The joy of the Lord, the of the Lord is our strength. Samson's hair was his strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. It says in, in the Holy Ghost is joy, righteousness, and peace. So when Satan cuts your hair, when Satan is able to take your joy because you're giving him the secrets of your heart and you're not giving them to God because you're spending more time with Delilah than you are with God, then the joy of the Lord is, begins to be taken away from you because it's the joy of the Lord, not the lust of Delilah that really satisfies us. It's the joy of the Lord that strengthens us. It's the joy of the Lord that will keep us. And it's the joy of the Lord that satisfies that, that there's it's the only thing that we can stand on. Because when we have the joy of the Lord, no matter what's going on around us, we have that joy. And we know that joy is Him. And it bubbles up. No matter what persecution comes, the joy will bubble up even more. So whatever's happening around us in our surroundings and to our flesh and against us, it's not what we, we take in and, and direct our path or change us from faith to fear. It's the joy of the Lord. So when that joy is gone, that's when we start to be tormented. That's when we begin to have confusion. That's when we begin to question, well, does God love me or does He not love me? Or am I saved anymore? Am I not saved anymore? Am I going to go to hell? Am I going to go to heaven? Because it's the joy of the Lord that actually you tap in to know that He is with you. And He wants to be with you 24-7. But it's up to us, and that is the key of the whole relationship thing. And as he's doing all that, even as he allowed Samson to away because he could have smote him and raised up another Samson. I mean, whatever happens, really, God allows it because he can breathe, he can pluck any one of us out any second. And he's done that. And he's done it in the Bible, he's done it in the book of Acts, and he's done it. So whatever we're going through, we got to learn the whole key to everything is obey God, love one another. Get in the unity of the faith, learn how to overcome temptation, and learn how to die to that thing that takes that joy from you. That thing that eventually will cut your hair and take your strength where you just want to give up. Because we're not called to be quitters. We're called and we are the righteousness of Christ Jesus. It's not by works. We are righteous because He made us righteous. We are righteous because He died on the cross. We are righteous because of the blood that He shed. So when we step into that, no matter what we did yesterday, you can do it today. The power of God is here for you today to walk the rest of your life in joy. Because that is what He's trained us to do. Training us for joy. Training us to learn how to have the joy of the Lord. No matter whether we see money coming in the future or we don't. Whether we see our family members saved or we don't. Because we have the joy of the Lord, we can actually keep the devil away where we can actually be more of a beneficial, benefit, benefiter and um servant of the kingdom of God than we can when we're and then when we're in the joy of the Lord that is when the that is one of the fruits of the spirit that's when all the other fruits happen all of a sudden because no one can steal it 
but only when you step over temptation. Because then your strength gets up because you know that your shit, he, then the devil does it. This is what he'll do. When you go to sleep and with Delilah, he comes and then he takes off your helmet of salvation. Now you start thinking, we've all, come on, we've all getting some, you know, when God says no in your flesh, he says, I do it. And then, but the condemnation actually brings you back to him. He's, oh God, that's a whole process of fire. It's, it sucks. Yeah, but it's, it's ordained for everybody. Okay, great. So then you go in that. And then you go back to sleep again. And then he comes and he takes your, your shot your feet that you shot him you can't go preach the gospel which you just did in the continent so he takes off your feet shot and then you know then, then I'm not righteous anymore even though it's not our righteousness it's his but he's already messing with our mind because he took our helmet off and then he takes our blessed breastplate off and then you know he takes off um, the uh, the truth and then we just sit there and everything that he's put in us we're just and we're condemned, and we don't like ourselves, and we have no joy. And but the cross is there, the truth is there. Whatever they're doing, they're they're choosing to do it. We gotta say that it's not the way, it's not the truth, and it's not the life. That Jesus is the way, Jesus is the truth, and Jesus is what we're gonna love you, but we're not gonna compromise with you. We're gonna love you, but we're gonna suppose that that's not how He is. We're gonna love you. We're not gonna condemn you, but we're gonna point it out because we love you. And if you want to keep keep attacking Jesus, then that's on you. But your joy that the devil will give you, I see some of them they act like they have joy. It's like there's no way they're homosexuality and they got it's a it's a perverted, it's counterfeit. It, it has to be counterfeit. How can you be a Christian living in homosexuality? sexuality uh, and, and and believe you're going to have uh, the joy of the Lord. Amen. So it's counterfeit. Satan counterfeits everything. There's counterfeit Holy Spirit movements. There's counterfeit everything. But when you're deceived and can't see, you don't know what's counterfeit and what's not. And then someone comes and says it's not God and everybody freaks out because of pride and thinks it's been God the whole time instead of repenting because they're trusting in their own self and not the Word of God and they need to repent. So Father, we thank you. Let's just decree right now Right now, God's going to set some people even more free right now. Lift up your hands right now in faith. I mean, I'm not telling you what to do, but unity is always great to do what's led. Uh, Jesus said, you know, go dip seven times. So maybe you better lift up your hands. I don't know, because it probably was him. Say, Lord Jesus, we thank you for your power, for your blood, for your truth, for your love, for your joy. And we thank you that the wages of sin is death. So we cast down arguments, lust, perversion, and we receive your real joy. We break off condemnation, witchcraft, strife, anger, self-pity, and we receive, receive. just receive, I, I mean, don't get, receive his joy, like, right now, if you said that, and you mean it, and you're ready to walk, and you're, you're already here, so you already know you want to go walk the right way, receive his joy right now, Father, we're just asking you to, that we feel your joy right now, no matter what you did yesterday, just let it go, because it's a new day, it's a new day, it's a new hour, it's a new second just now, and he, faith is right now, and the fire of God is right now. All we do, like Joe was preaching on uh, Friday night, don't run from the fire, just go through it. Go through it. Father, we seal this word. We bless every hearing ear, God. Father, we ask you, Lord, for that prophecy, God, of the great ex- ex- uh, exodus 
out of dead works, Exodus out of Delilah's camp, Exodus, those that you've anointed God, those that you've called God, those that have the word, as little or big as it is, that there will be a mighty Exodus out of the compromise, out of, of, the, of the mixture of the world and the church, and into the kingdom of God, into the kingdom of joy, into the kingdom of righteousness, into the kingdom of truth. We stand today as nothing without you, God, but thanking you, God, and we ask you, God, if there be any blindness in our eyes, God, if there be any, anything, God, that you remove it this minute because we ask you, God, and we, 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 we surrender to you, God, to help us do the things that we cannot do, but we need to trust you because that shows that we have faith in you and not in our own strength. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.